This is the Golf Essentials Podcast with Casey Bork. And maybe this one's for Coach, but you guys are you guys are playing Junior A hockey, right? It's the EHL right. and the EHLP, um, which would be the premier the Premier League, right? Or how does that right. work? So the, the EHLP is more like the developmental league for the EHL. Um, so basically the, the players in the EHLP are younger yep. um, than the guys in the EHL. The guys in the EHL are a little bit older and, and closer to being ready to play in college. Nice. Okay. Okay. And it looks like you guys sort of travel together. You probably practice together more or less, right? Or, or do you sort well, we, of separate those we, out? It dep- the travel depends on, uh, you know, what, what teams we're up against. Uh, we practice separately, although <clears throat> I enjoy it um, almost on a daily basis. There's three or four EHL guys that will come to our practice, and it really pushes the pace. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my players uh, work a little bit harder because they don't want to be embarrassed by the EHL guys. And, you know, that's where they aspire to be in a year or two. So it's great. Yeah, very cool. So you guys are on the, on the developmental side? Mason and Glenn, you guys are on the EHLP um, side, or uh, we're on the EHL side. Oh, cool. All right. So, yeah. looks like you guys are having a pretty good stretch. I mean, I, I looked at you know the last ten games or so. You guys are kicking ass right now, aren't you? Yeah, we. Uh, I guess I'll chime in here before Glenn, but we started off the season losing games that we should have won in the last couple minutes. Um, it was kind of a bit of a wake up call, not that we wanted it. Um, but after coming back after Christmas, I think we're 14 and one or something like awesome. that. So we're rolling, but two games this weekend and playoffs start. So that's when the fun, the fun begins. Cool. Cool. I'm sure that slow start. I mean, that was mostly the coach's fault, right? I mean, that wasn't all you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Specifically coach shock. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, if it was anything like me when I was playing, it's, it's probably a result of like, for me, I did like no work in the summer. I, he was trying to get us in the weight room and as a golfer, I just hated it. I, I, I resisted that. He probably remembers that. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but it, but it, it worked out all right for you, Casey. I think yeah. You okay. Now. Yeah, I, I did all right. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like I had a reasonable hockey sense, right coach, but I just, you know, the physical side, I needed maybe a, a bit more an, another step and another few pounds maybe. Another snap, the other few pounds. Yeah, you were very, uh, you, you were very smart on the ice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you had a good understanding of the game. That's stuff you can't teach, though. That's right. That's right. Well, it turns out that 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 path leads away from hockey, though, at least at a higher yeah. level. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe. Um, I, I'd love to hear. Maybe each of you guys separately can. Give me a little background on where you're from, you know, what, what kind of, what led you up to playing for the Lumberjacks, um, how the season is going for you personally, you know, the position that you're playing, what kind of role are you playing on the team? And, you know, I think the cool thing about something like this is like, I totally picture a, a conversation like this is going to be like a time capsule for you guys. Like you guys are mm-hmm. just starting out right now and, Coach Jack told me that you guys are moving on, going to play some college hockey, and I want to hear about your goals and where you where you hope to aspire to be. And you know, someday when you know, 
2024 playoffs roll around mm-hmm. and the Washington Capitals call you up and, you know, and you can look back <laughs> on this and, and uh, it'll be a little time capsule for you, you know, but. Um, yeah, for sure. That'd be nice, eh? Getting a call from them. <laughs> absolutely, man. Why not? I mean, yeah. you gotta, you gotta shoot for it. Right. And yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so yeah, maybe, uh, what, how about Glenn? Why don't, why don't you start out? Maybe tell me where you're coming right. from and how things are going, man. Uh, yeah, I'm from Northville, Michigan. It's a suburb of Detroit. Um, I graduated from Detroit Catholic Central High School in 2016. Yeah. Um, I played four years there. Uh, one year on the varsity team, we won a state championship uh, my senior year, which was pretty cool. Wow. Um, after that, obviously, I wasn't ready to give up hockey. I wanted to pursue it more. Um, so I went to Cleveland and played uh, U18 AAA there for the Barons. Um, had a little bit of a tough year there, but I learned a lot. Um, and I went up to Canada and played uh, Junior B for the Athens Arrows in the CCHL too. Yeah. Um, and things really didn't work out there for me either. And last year, um, right after Thanksgiving, actually, uh, I got in contact with the Lumberjacks and uh, kind of made things work and ended up here. And I've been here ever since, and it's been great. Cool. Um, cool. Looking ahead, I guess, um, I still have a couple choices. Uh, trying to make a decision for college. Um, maybe I'll end up at Manhattanville like Mason. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Um, but long term, I think it would be really cool to eventually play professional hockey at some level, whether it be in Europe, in North America, wherever. Um, I love the game. Um, I can't see myself giving it up anytime soon. So it'd be pretty cool to get paid to do it. Sure. Sure. I, I love that. By the way, I'm all for, like, I mean, you guys are so young. Like, you, how old are you, Glenn? Like, uh, I'm 21. 21 years old, right? Like, dude, you you could give it you could give it five years, and see how see how hard you can go and how far you can go. And now you're 26 and you're still a baby. Like, you could still you could go do anything <laughs> you want at that point, right? Like, um, yeah. I mean, that's what I did in golf and, and it, it led to so many other things, you know? So like, I totally, I totally think, you know, give it all you can while you can. And that way, no matter what happens, you'll look back when you're 40 years old saying, man, I gave it a good run and it sure was a lot of fun, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the way I look at it. You only have one chance to do this. So why waste it? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said like a you know a couple of the teams where you sort of bounced around a little bit and you know it didn't didn't necessarily work out was that was that maybe the systems that you were fitting into or do you where do you sort of how do you sort of um, attribute that like was it maybe your maturity or you know have you developed or was it more the just the fit I would say in Cleveland it was more of it was my first taste of really high level hockey. Yep. And it was kind of an adjustment period for me. And it was, it really was like the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, like I learned so much from that year. Um, yeah. Going up to Canada, that was a little different. That was long story short. I was promised 
I would get pulled up to a junior A team up in there, which I won't name. And that never happened. And the situation in Athens wasn't very good coaching wise. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't feel I was developing the way I should have been. Um, We only practiced twice a week, which was horrible. Um, A lot of sitting around doing nothing. So it was pretty tough. Yeah, that's tough. Ever since I came to Vermont, it's been like I've I've been doing great. I think. Yeah. 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 He has been. He doesn't think. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. I I think. Uh, I well I I think there's uh, there's a big lesson to be learned. I mean, uh, I think a, a good kick in the teeth once in a while is is helpful for people as they're developing. You know what I mean? If it, if it was all yeah. like sunshine and rainbows out of high school you wouldn't be grinding as hard as you probably do now, you know? Um, yeah, that's how you learn. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I don't know how much you know about me, but I, I played some professional golf and I, I managed to wiggle into, I played in a U.S. Open and played a couple tour events and, you know, had, had a couple moments, right? But I, I literally came one rainy day back, like, a couple of years out of high school, I came literally, if it rained the following day, I was quitting golf forever. I was at that <laughs> kind of a low point. And four years later, I was standing on the first tee at Shinnecock Hills in the U S open. And like awesome. sometimes you need that, like, you know, that low to, to give you some drive, you know? So I, I, I guarantee if you talk to everybody in the NHL, they had points in their career where it was tough, man. You know, so I think that's an advantage. But yeah, I mean, it's a great way to learn, I guess, is to get kicked in the teeth, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of sucks at the time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding, it's 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 hard, but yeah. Um, I you know another quick story. I'll, I'll shift it over to you, Mason, but. Um, uh, when I was out in Phoenix, I was, uh, I was at a country club there and some of the Phoenix coyotes would come out and play. And, um, so I got to know a few of them and I got to know the equipment manager for the coyotes. His name is Stan Wilson. He's, he used to be in Calgary and he, he's been in the league forever. He's like a true master of his craft. He's the coolest guy I've ever met, you know? And, um, but he, uh, he was talking to me about that year. This was back in like, this was uh, maybe 2010 ish or so. There was a new draft pick. They had drafted Andy Mealy. Um, he was a Hobie Baker award winner uh, that year or the previous year. I don't know where Andy ended up, you know? Um, but he was in the Redskins organization last year. I believe. Really? I believe. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, the, the interesting thing and, I, I, I'm not saying this was Andy, but it was sort of the example that Stan used. But he said, you know, when guys get drafted out of college, they don't even, – even a Hobie Baker Award winner often doesn't just walk onto an NHL team and just, you know, game on. You know what I mean? He was, mm-hmm. he was, he was scheduled to play a couple of years in the AHL as a Hobie Baker Award winner. That's crazy to me. Yeah. But he said that a lot of guys come in and they don't, they don't grasp like how physical that game is at that level and how, how much work you have to put in, 
You know what I mean? And uh, he says a lot, a lot of guys, you know, college is a big step for sure. And then the move from college to the NHL is just insane. He said, physically, like you got to really, really, you got to get on it like crazy, you know? Um, but that was really surprising to me. Like that, that step yeah. up where, you know, the, the, the elite college guys aren't just walking right. on, you know? Even the guys who are the most ready might not even be as prepared as they think. Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe from a skill standpoint, but yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I'll circle back to that. I, I have so many questions for you guys. I love this. Um, but um, Mason, tell us about where, where you're coming from and the role you're playing and, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, to start off, I just thank you for having both of us. I, I've heard nothing but great things from Coach coach jack and i appreciate you taking the time sure um but uh i'm from orangeville ontario so it's just an hour west of toronto um i grew up playing double a till uh my minor midget year um just in town there and then i uh i went to a prep school in quebec by the name of bishop's college school um for my grade 11 and 12 year yeah um had a phenomenal experience there both academically hockey wise um it was a huge step from double a um but i think it was important for me to kind of test myself and dip my foot in the water a bit to see if i was i guess good enough for that level after playing double a my whole life um but uh in my grade 12 year i was i was trying to balance school and kind of focusing on that more so than the hockey aspect and hockey I was starting to get frustrated and I kind of lost my enjoyment of it like Mm -hmm. Glenn kind of touched on um so there was times where I'm I'm slamming my stick after just missing a pass and it's bouncing over a guy's stick or just hitting his foot and still getting to him and I'm getting upset at myself and I don't know if it was it was probably a bit of immaturity a bit of focusing on school too much not too much, but in the sense of pushing hockey to the side. Um, and I just, I lost my enjoyment and I was ready to go to school. I was ready to kind of put that hockey aspect past me. Not much that I wanted to, but just the mental state I was in. Um, and, uh, but this opportunity came up to come to Vermont um, right out of high school um, for the EHLP team. And I had a couple OJ tryouts, talked to a couple teams here and there, um, but uh, but nothing secured. So when I was given the opportunity to come here, I jumped on it and figured I'm, it'd be best for me mentally to kind of try playing at a competitive level outside of school and, mm-hmm. you know, really see if hockey was something that I wanted to pursue and kind of get my love back for it. Um, so I came here, played for Coach Masso, had a great year as a team. We we lost, I think, four or five times that year and ended up losing in playoffs. But it was a great year, and I think it was a great chance for me to kind of reignite that that light and drive to continue playing. Cool. Um, and so uh, so after that year, I, uh, I had a couple opportunities to pursue in the NAL and a couple higher leagues than the EHLP. Um, and I ended up selecting to, after being given a spot and trying out, um, for the Pembroke Lumber Kings in the CCHL and, uh, had a great year there, like 
phenomenal experience. They got, I mean, a thousand fans for a junior team. You can't ask for nothing more than that. Great hockey town. Um, unfortunately, the downside was I was stuck in a fourth line defensive type role. And it was something I had never done before, which was great development wise. I mean, playing a shutdown type role, you're playing against the better guys on the other team and trying to keep up with them constantly and improve your game. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was a great learning curve for me to kind of strengthen that defensive side of my game. Um, not that I was begging to play on the fourth line, but it definitely stepping back and looking at it, it helped my development a ton. Um, but, uh, with one year left of my junior career, I, I wanted to make sure I was in a role where I was going to be able to flourish and succeed. And, um, although I had a chance to try out for Pembroke again, it wasn't anything guaranteed in the top six role. Um, unfortunately, coach Masso stepped up for the, uh, the EHL team and coach Jack came in and. I was given a spot to play for the EHL team here and yeah, I came back. We've had a great year so far. We touched on rolling after Christmas break and I'm really happy I made the move back. Very cool. Very cool. So, so Thank you're you. a D man. Oh, pardon? You're, you're a D man. Sorry. You play D. Um, I'm a right, I'm a right wing. Sorry. Oh, you're a wing. Okay. Yeah. Hit the speaker button there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right wing. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. No, it sounds sounds good. Um, yeah. So, um, go ahead. Uh, they both also play in the power play unit and, and the penalty kill units. So not only do they have a regular shift, um, oh, they're also the top guys on the special teams. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are getting plenty of ice time. You're getting a lot of minutes. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, Which is, I think that's the biggest thing. I guess for anyone that's going to be listening to this is especially when it comes down to your final year, you want to make sure you're in a place where you're going to succeed and you're going to play. Cause at the end of the day, like at this level, we're all trying to get to college. We're all trying to get to pro or whatever the case may be. And you got to put yourself in a situation where you're, you're going to play. Right. Absolutely. I guess uh, I didn't touch on, I guess my future plans. Um, I think it was two weeks ago, February 1st, I officially committed to Manhattanville College. Um, So super, super excited about that. I've had a great experience with the coaches, got to meet a couple of the guys on the visit and uh, nothing but great things to say. So I'm super excited to become a Valiant in in, uh, September. Cool. Congratulations, man. Thank you very much. I'm super jealous. That's going to be a fun time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, um, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people in, in, so my world is golf, right. And I, I have this side passion for hockey, but I talk to a lot of kids in golf and you know, the, the, the answer to the question of, you know, what are my goals and where am I looking to go? And it's, it's always, it's very often very similar to how you both have sort of addressed that. It's yeah, I want to, I want to play hockey and maybe, you know, try to play pro or something, you know, and I'm going to work as hard mm-hmm. as my, I can and, and get to where I could, you know, possibly be. And that's, that's great. And it's, um, it's, it's definitely a plan. Right. But I would mm-hmm. say 
And, and in golf, it's, it's a little more concrete because you can just flat out look at numbers. Like, all right, yeah. you know, if I want to play on, say, the, the web.com tour, which is the, the level below the PGA tour, or, you know, you can see the stats that those guys are pulling off. Like, what are they shooting? What, what's, what's their driving distance? What's their up and down percentages? What kind of greens are they hitting? And right? Like, oh, there's a million stats you can look at. Yeah. And then you can, you can reverse engineer it. So you could say, all right, at a, at a base level, the guy that's 50th on that money list, he's doing this. So I need to get to that in four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now let's look at where I am right now. And, and now I can see this gap that exists. And what do I, what, what do I need to do to get there? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, that at a minimum level, that's where you got to get. You know what I mean? And if you want to play on the PGA tour. So when I was playing golf, my definition of being able to play professional golf for a living, my definition was I wanted to play on the big tour for five years. That would, if I knew I could get to that, I would keep grinding. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And those numbers are pretty sick. What it takes to get to that. And so for you guys, I would, I would encourage you to do that. You know, it doesn't need to be such huge steps as the NHL, but, you know, let's say, you know, your goal is to play and be a top six forward at the college level by junior year or sophomore mm-hmm. year, right? Yeah. All right. What, what are the guys, and you're talking to coaches, what are the, what are the guys doing there? How big are they? What are, what are their stats? What are they yeah. doing and who's there and how far am I from that? You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. you can, then you can set a plan to bridge that gap. You know what I mean? It's a little more, it's a little more targeted as opposed to, yep. and, and, and if you see that that gap is substantial, <laughs> it's motivation, man, to like, you yeah, know, I got to get sure. the gym, I got to get quicker, you know, I need to work on my wrister or whatever, you know, yeah. uh, and I need to be able to get to that point. So that reverse engineering, I think is a cool, a cool process. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can do that at every level, you know? Yeah. Well, you look at you look at guys like I think one of the most dominant players in the world, and will continue to be is Crosby because of the work he puts in. It's not so much of you know looking back on the stats, yeah, that's great and stuff. But if you watch what he does day in day out in the summer, like he's he puts in more work than anyone I've ever seen, right? And we see what's on stage, not behind the curtains, right? So exactly, yeah it's uh you don't you don't see the him starting when he was six years old on no. stage all day every day working in his backyard getting in the gym grinding you know mm-hmm. getting kicked in the face over and over well, again. the other thing that's happened casey also over the years like back when i was playing basically you competed against uh well the americans were just starting to get um involved professionally um when i was in my early 20s but predominantly, you were competing against small pockets in the United States, like the Northeast and Midwest. There were there were some pockets, but it was mostly a Canadian game, right? The Europeans had their thing going on over there, but it was a whole different style of play. European hockey opposed to North American style of hockey was just the two different animals. Uh, but now these kids are competing with the world. They're not just competing with a couple small pockets. You know, it, it's hockey's grown so much um, in the past twenty five or thirty years that even to be able to secure a college spot 
um, is is a is an incredible feat because there were only so many teams that play that, that play college hockey at the NCAA level. Um, right. You know, so that means there are only so many spots. So these these kids that are that I'm sitting beside right here are two of the hardest working uh, young men that I've that I've you know been associated with in my coaching career, and that's a truth. That's a fact. Um, and you know, so I, I'm I'm just so happy for both of them that they've been able to you know to go through some adversity and yet still be able to like Glenn is looking at making a decision between two schools yep. and Mason just you know is going to Manhattan it's just, it's just fantastic like what yeah. these these young athletes go through today it's uh, uh, you know it's it's not like it was back when when I was coaching you at Bedford High School you know, <laughs> the, 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 yeah yeah it's all it's almost become their off ice habits are almost equally to, if not more important to what that what they do on the ice. You know that that I, I totally agree. Critical. Yeah, if if you're not doing the work off ice, you you have zero chance. It just, yeah, it's it's the same in anything, right? If you want to be elite, you got to do all of it. You know. So I'm I'm yeah. curious, like what what's a week look like for you guys? So what, you know, what, what's a typical, you know, how many games, how many practices, how much work are you putting in? What, what are your activities on a weekly basis? Um, typically we'll play games on the weekends. Um, every once in a while, occasionally there'll be a game on a Wednesday or a Tuesday for whatever reason. But um, Mondays are typically our off days. And then we practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And we'll work out as a team on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yep. And then we also, as on the EHL team, we have the option to go um, skate with the premier team on uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So you can get a little extra ice. Nice. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, yeah also, so. we, we also, they also have meetings and film and, uh, you know, this program, um, as you know, I've been coaching for a while. Um, but I haven't really been in the junior world uh, that long comparatively, uh, but I've been around and uh, this program here, the Lumberjacks is the, 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 the best pro well-run program um, that I have ever been part of or uh, even witnessed the, what they do for these young men in, in giving them the tools to succeed is, uh, it's extraordinary from the ownership coach Maslow is a, He's a great young coach. He's probably the best coach I've ever coached with. Um, he's taught me a ton this year. But um, the program itself uh, is just a fantastic – what do we do for the kids? It's just it's, – uh, it's first rate, first rate. No, that's great. That's great. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you guys have every opportunity, um, you know, to work at it. And it's, it's super cool. Yeah. The success you guys are seeing doesn't happen by mistake. You know, I know you no. guys have been at it no. for a long time, and um, I, I wish I was a little closer by. I'd pop in to see you guys play, but uh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck here in miserable Orlando. You know. <laughs> oh, that <must> be <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel so bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be coming home in a snowstorm on Sunday. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we don't. You know, snow's not it. My my two daughters have never seen snow. Oh no, well, never. Yeah. Um, so you don't you don't get back up northeast that much anymore. Then, okay? Well, we we do, but we we go when the sun is shining. There you go. <laughs> we that, that basically sense. show up when the beaches are open. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, no. 
it's funny when when I was living out in Phoenix, uh, the apartment complex that my my in laws were staying at was the same complex where they were putting up the uh, Phoenix Roadrunners, which is the really? they they were the it, I forget I'm not sure what league it is. It's be, below the AHL. Um, is it the ECHL? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, yeah, the East yeah, Coast. Yeah. I don't think they exist anymore, but <laughs> I probably why I, because they do either. There was a killer pool and, you know, flat screens. It was like a resort out there. And we, I'd be talking to these guys. They, they're, all of them would be out there just like lounging by the pool, drinking beer, you know? And it was like, guys, Living the like, life. how are you ever – I mean, you guys are literally two big steps away from where you really want to be or need to be, you know, right? AHL and NHL. Yeah. You guys are just loafing. And – I said, how, how are you ever going to plan to move up a notch? Because it's, you yeah. know, it's just. Well, that's why they were there and not even in the age, show, right? Yeah, right? yeah. It was so obvious to me. Like, they got, guys I tell these guys, you know, if you, you uh, like, I, I'm not a big horse racing guy, but my father was. So, like, when, they, when a guy buys a thoroughbred, a family or a farm buys a thoroughbred, right, they train the, they train the horse. And, and, and in certain points of the development, that horse can, can just run like shot out of a cannon. And then they, then they bring another horse in, which is like a companion horse that runs with them. And it's part of the training. And yeah. some horses, that other horse gets in there and that, their, their companion becomes nothing but a big distraction. So what they end up doing is putting these blinders on the horse. So the only thing you can see is what's straight ahead of them, right? Yeah. And yeah. then that horse develops into what it's supposed to be. And for these guys, even to be able to play in college, they need to be that horse with blinders. I mean, because yeah. there's so many distractions today for these kids. Um, yeah. it, it's crazy, uh, you know, and uh, these two guys have been able to do that. And, you know, I'm really uh, excited to see what the future is going to hold for them. And I know it's going to be fantastic. I know they're both going to have great lives. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how far their hockey can take them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to check in on you boys too, so – uh, you better be working at it. <laughs> I know that's your yeah. pressure. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. I, no, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys are putting in the work and you know, it's, it's going to pay off for you one way or another. You guys are, you know, you sound like you're just, just good, smart dudes and, you know, well-spoken and hockey's a game that's going to, going to lead you to some good places. I know it. Um, thank you. Very much. Thank yeah. You. I, um, you know, I'll leave you with this. So my, and again, my, my audience is a golf audience, but, um, but, you know, for me, so my background is golf. I, I played golf in high school. I won an individual and couple team state championships in high school. And then I played in college and we won three uh, division two NCAA national championships in the four years that I was there. And, uh, and then I started playing pro and wiggled into some pro events and before I sort of realized that, you know, I have, I've done some good stuff, but I'm probably not going to dedicate another five or eight years at the long shot odds that I'll, I'll be able to win. You know, I had some other opportunities, but, but I can tell you, um, all through that time when I was grinding, I was absolutely eating, sleeping, thinking, drinking golf. Um, I remember going out to the beach in Maine in January, February, uh, senior year, you know, um, 
going out to the beach when there's two feet of snow on the ground. I went to the beach to hit balls when it was like zero degrees, just because that's the place where there was no snow. And <laughs> I was putting thousands of putts over a dime in my bedroom or in front of the TV while my family was watching TV. It was just like all these little things, you know? And, um, mm -hmm. and so you were lying to me. <laughs> I wouldn't, <laughs> Hey, I was showing up for practice coach. I was showing yes, up. You were. But, yes, um, you were. You and, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was probably, uh, you know, I, I put in the time in hockey season when it was hockey season, I was playing hockey, but we were done in like February, like mid February yep. or something. So yep. when spring mm -hmm. was on the horizon, it was like every day hitting balls in the net and which most people found boring, but when you have a passion for it, you just do it. And I'm sure yeah. you guys are picking up hockey sticks at home and messing around and shooting balls and, whatever yeah. um, all that stuff matters you know it doesn't seem oh, like for it sure. does, but it does it's just it's just creating habit for something you love doing anyway right yep. and then it carries over and that's where that's where the fun starts yeah yeah absolutely yeah when you start when you see that success it, it breeds more passion yeah and that's where yeah. the snowball happens so it's funny i uh one of my teammates like we we're on the ice today for practice and he looks over and he was just saying like how much fun he's having. Like, and it's true when you're, when you're doing well, it's easy to come to the rink. It's easy to show up, smile, be happy. And unfortunately, and the opposite side of that, when things aren't going so well, it's a little tougher to get out of bed in the morning, but I mean, we keep doing it for the days that, that are like today, right? When the team's rolling, feeling good. And so. Yeah. Everybody's jumping. It's that's, that's, what's fun. Uh, yeah, there's that added element when you're on a team, you know, that you sort of go the mm -hmm. way of the team a little bit, you know, the culture. Um, yeah. Golf's a little more on you, which is scarier when it's bad, but <laughs> better when it's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, that positive culture, that stuff, the, the trick is getting that positive culture back when you guys are grinding when you're struggling or when you need it the most, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it sounds mm -hmm. like you guys are, you've got a few games left getting ready for the playoffs and yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, just for everybody else, like when, when, when you have some uh, home games coming up and how do people, how do people pick up some tickets and go see you guys? Um, so yeah, it's free, free to come watch. Um, yep. We uh, so we play down in Connecticut Saturday Sunday and then um, if we win one of those games we'll clinch third spot for home ice advantage of the first round um, and uh, and then playoff start I believe we start around the sixth or seventh or eighth um, and uh, oh, oh really oh. so yeah um, the sixth and then uh, and how it works is first round best of three series and um all three games will be played at one rink which if we finish strong then will be our rink oh, um given idea. the home ice advantage which yeah would be awesome for sure but um sixth and seventh hopefully not the eighth because that means we won um we'll be at home and then same thing for second round and then uh if you win that you go on to providence for the final four so cool which is pretty cool they play it at providence college yeah um, which is kind of that's, it's a EHL does a very very good job uh, yeah. the way they run this run the league. Um, yeah, you know, 
personally, again, I've been in the NA, the NA3, I've been in the USA, USPHL. Uh, the only league I haven't been in is the, uh, the USHL. Um, and this is the best run league uh, that, I've, that I've been in. Um, uh, Mark Kumpel is, the, is the, uh, the guy who runs the director of the league. Does a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, like, obviously, Casey, you know me. Um, I don't have many years left at this. Uh, I just, I'm so lucky to be able to be around the sport that I love for so long. No uh, but this team this year is just a special group of guys. I'll tell you. Um, I don't know. I, I, like Mason said, I, I, every day I look forward to coming to the rink. Um, I always have done that, but especially with this group this year, uh, it's just a special, special group of kids, both teams. Um, but the EHL team, uh, because, you know, a lot of these guys, this is it for them. Um, yes. there's, there's a lot riding on it. And, and the way that they've handled themselves and pulled together as a team, Mason's one of the captains. Uh, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's just phenomenal to be around. It really is. I'm, I'm the luckiest guy in the world right now, I'll tell you that. And I mean that honestly. I love it. Glenn, yeah. Glenn, Glenn would agree with me, but as much as the team's awesome and stuff, we're fortunate to have both Coach Mosso and Coach Jack. Yeah, the best, definitely the best coaching staff I've been around, mm -hmm. for sure. Everyone loves them. Nice boys. I do is open the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's awesome, boys. I, I, um, I, I wish you uh, all the best of luck, man, with with the rest of the season. And you guys, you guys get to the final four. Let me know because I I might come up and see you guys. I might come and come and just spend a couple days and watch you guys play. Honestly, that'd be awesome. Coach, coach, you let me know. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. When is it? I'm gonna tell you something. You can plan on it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. believe in these guys. Should but I? Yeah, should I just? Like, I'll just book my ticket now. Then I'll just yeah, book the flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, uh, what are the dates? Great the, right now. What and, are the uh, dates on the Frozen Four? Uh, you know? March twenty. The last play date is March twenty fifth. So it's three, four, and five. I think twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Am I right, Glenn? Something okay, like right that, right yeah. There. Glenn's looking it up right now. Right here. Right here. Twenty-one through twenty-four. Yeah. Twenty-one through twenty-four. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it's possible. Well, I don't, I don't think I have anything going on. So I'll, I'll keep you in the loop. Do it, do it. I, I wouldn't rule it out. And uh, it'd be I'd great to see you again. To see you guys. Yeah, that'd be spectacular. Yeah. Um, yeah. what? One last question before I let you guys go. Because uh, I know everybody on on in my audience is going to ask, do they allow fighting in your league? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, uh, you, you get a you get a game suspension, like the, oh, you do like, for the following game. Yeah, um, yeah, or more depending on what you do, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's not too common, but I mean, we've had some games where there's been yeah. close to five fights and it Every doesn't stop. Time. So. People get yeah. grumpy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. but you guys, yeah. are you guys wearing half shields or full shields? Um, I'm wearing half, but Glenn wears full. Like some you guys, the option yeah. to wear whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, well, I suppose college is all full, so. Yeah, but. Coach Jack isn't a huge fan of the half, but we've well, we've had a few conversations about that last yes, week. <laughs> I, I don't have anything anything against the half shield, Casey. It's just that when they go to college, they've got to wear you know full facial protection. So um, yeah, 
But yeah, yeah. Uh, some guys that wear the half shield, I think they wear it because they think it makes them look good. And shot blocking has become a very big part of the defensive scheme in hockey now. Right. And some of the guys that wear the halfies, maybe they're not willing to lay out, you know, the way they they wouldn't maybe do it if they had full facial protection. So, but whatever. We had, we had a guy get hit in practice today. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Shout out to Feathers, sticking the face today in practice. <laughs> so, there, there you go. Well, I, I've got a I've got a men's league war story where I took a fi- a stick in the side of the mouth and got had a couple yeah. stitches. So, um, yeah. I'm not a big not fan far. of half shield. <laughs> well, all my upper teeth are uh, they're all fake. So, fucking <laughs> you know, the mouth in a hundred stitches. Yeehaw. In your day, you guys just wore leather helmets, didn't you, Coach? I start. I start with a two-piece helmet, little little piece of leather on the front, a little piece in the back, and a canvas strap over the top of my head. you weren't laying down in front of any clappers. Oh no, we used to jump down on our knees. Cause that's what Bobby Orr did. He used to go down on his knees and block slap shots. Oh, so man. that's what we did. <laughs> awesome. But they didn't hey. shoot it like they shoot it today. No, shoot, with the sticks they got and everything. Wow. Oh, crazy. Some of these kids, the way they fire, it's just off the, off the charts. <laughs> well, awesome, guys. Hey, I, I really appreciate you guys stepping aside after practice. I'm sure Coach worked you out pretty good today. But, um, I yeah, I really appreciate your time. I wish you all the best of luck in the season. And, um, you know, if there's anything – I can do. I doubt, I don't know that there is, but uh, coach has got my contact information and letter of recommendations or whatever, man. If you just want to shoot the breeze, I'd, I'd always welcome you to just, just give me a call, you know, don't be shy. Yeah, we, uh, we really appreciate that. And again, thank you very much. I understand you're busy, but uh, no, this means a lot getting us on here and, you know, just talking about what, what we love doing. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having us. This is a, uh... Really cool experience for sure. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with these guys. I think it's super cool. Um, Hey, Eastern Hockey League is part of the Junior A system. And we talked about this on the call, but we didn't publish it. Um, Tickets are free to go to these games. So if you got a team in your area, which you probably do if you started looking around, uh, go to EHL.com. I think it's EHL.com. Eastern Hockey League. Um, But Junior A hockey is all around. And you can probably go check out some really, really killer hockey for $0. And um, awesome stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed it.